Let's give a round of applause to the woman of the house, Lady Foster. We appreciate you, woman of God. We honor you and everything that you do. She is a woman of God. And I'm talking about a woman of faith. And whenever you have that, it is valuable. And we give honor to the man of God of this house because he's a shepherd. They shepherd the people. Can we give God honor for Josh over here? Yes, he's worshiping. We thank God for him. We thank God for the anointing that is on his life. I give honor to Sister Brenda who came with me. She's my armor bearer on tonight. Amen. Let's just thank God for those that are in our life that come and support, that, that cover me, that pray for me. She's a woman of God. She's a worshiper. Many of you in here are made to worship. All of you in here are made to worship, but there are some, there are some things in your life that are just going to make you worship like never before. And I'm telling you, God has a word for you on tonight. So everybody, let's stand in the reading of God's word. Let's do everything on one accord. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 3. You know, as children of God, as women of God, we are called to live a life without constraint. And this is what I told you earlier. Constraint means limitation. It means restriction. Some of you are going through things that make you feel like you cannot receive the promises of God because you're going through. That is why it's hard for you to pray sometimes because you're feeling so heavy. You're feeling so isolated. You feel so alone that you don't feel like you have any energy to praise. Because you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But there is. In God's word, it says that there is. And so some of you are restraint. There's a restraint on you, a stronghold on you. But like we were just praising God and saying, you know what? There is a stronghold of anxiety over me or depression over me. But the name of Jesus, it breaks it. I mean, you have to believe it if you want it to happen. If you want to walk in the fulfillness of God, you must believe it. You can't just hear the word, but you have to be doers of the word. So Ephesians 3. Whereof I was made. Actually, let me go to, let me go to verse 7. Ephesians 3 verse 7. Whereof I was made a minister, this is Apostle Paul, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, everybody say unto me, who am less than the least of all saints is the grace given. Look at somebody and say, there's grace given to me. Yes, me. In all my mess, there's grace given to me. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. That is the spiritual fulfillment. Look at somebody and say, I'm tapping into spiritual wealth. 
And that's not just financially. I'm talking about spiritually, women of God. I'm talking about a grace, an anointing under the grace of God that is going to drive out everything that is trying to destroy you. If you believe that, you better give God praise in here. We are running the devil out of here in Jesus' name. Verse 9, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So you're telling me that God created all things by Jesus Christ, and we serve our Lord Jesus Christ, and we have the spirit of Jesus Christ working on the inside of us. You're telling me that I can create the future that I want by believing and being in Jesus Christ verse 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord women of God we fulfill God's eternal purpose through surviving spiritual warfare. I'm talking about what you came in with. You're going to walk out and you're not going to have it. I'm talking about this is the house of spiritual warfare. We are going to drive out the enemy. We are going to live free. We are not going to live in restraint. This is Apostle Paul who is in prison right now. He is writing to the people. So he's saying, you know what? We just have to survive our spiritual warfare. In whom we have boldness and access through confidence by the faith of him, Jesus. Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Look at somebody and say, yeah, we're going to go through but it's because of his glory. Oh, you're going to go through, women of God, but it's because of his glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Look at somebody and say, love never fails. Love is always going to prosper. It's never going to fail. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. That what? You might be filled with all the fullness of God. Say, I want to be filled and know him in the fullness. I want to be overflowing in his spirit. I want to be able to live a life where I hold up my cut and it always overflows. That I don't have time or room to have anything else in me but the spirit of God. And I know that's hard to think, but it's possible if you do it. This is my favorite part. Now unto him, read it with me, ladies, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work in us. 
Come on, give God praise in this place. Everybody lift up your hands. We're surrendering on tonight. We're giving him glory on tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to have your way, God. We ask you to move in this place. You are already here. But Heavenly Father, I want you to put angels around every person that is in this place. Lord, we speak to the spirit of fear, and we bind it, and we cast it down in the name of Jesus. Lord, we loose forth the spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. God, we break addiction right now in the name of Jesus. Not just pill addiction, alcohol addiction, sex addiction, come on, lust addiction, porn addiction. God, we just thank you, God, Lord, that your spirit is going to move on these women of God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be perfect in your sight. But, God, you always show up on our behalf. You always make things right. You always strengthen us. You always empower us. You always love us through it all. And right now we give you glory. We give you honor and praise now anoint the ears of the people so they hear what you're saying open the hearts God so they receive God and they leave here changed in the name of Jesus and let everybody say amen, amen. hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of God we want to see him work on levels that we have never seen him before how many in here that has been your prayer God, I want to see you on a different light in a different way. I feel like so many women have so much to deal with, right? You know, when it comes to a man, I'm telling you, we love the men, but they think about one thing and one thing right then and there. They, they can't multitask like we do, right? So we are having to juggle the family. We're having to juggle life. We're having to juggle work, and then we are we need to praise him. We need to worship him. So what do you do when you feel like you cannot praise and worship him? God is calling you to prayer. He's calling you to prophecy. He's calling you to praise. That are the three P's that he told me to tell God's people on tonight is prayer. Everybody say it with me. Prayer, prophecy, and praise. That means not just you speaking the word of God, but you being listeners and receiving the word of the prophet. Amen. So God has already planned to overflow in your life, but more importantly, overflow in excess to the point of making you grow to another level because he cannot continue to pour into you if it's going to exceed abound you, right? Because you're going to have to be bigger than where you are now. And I'm talking about in the spirit. Because the space that you're in now is not big enough to accommodate all that he has planned for you. This is the overflowing conference. This is a conference of overflow, but there's more in the overflow. There are things that you have been believing for, praying for, that have not manifested yet. And now we are here because you know what? I'm going to show you that it can be done. I'm going to show you that even though you feel like you're restricted and that you're under constraint, God is going to work it out for your good. But what you have to do, women of God, is you have to believe. Faith is operational. You have to operate in faith. You cannot walk by sight in this season. 
And I know that a lot of us, we try not to, but we do. We end up walking by what we see. We end up feeling by what we see. Come on, and it is not predicated on how we feel. It is predicated on what the Bible says, what the Word of God says, what he says is true. He is the only man that will never lie to you. Come on, ladies. He is the one man that will never abuse you. He is the one man that will tell you you can make it. Every single day you can make it. So I thank God for the Holy Spirit, for being in our lives, for the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, for the Holy Spirit that has never left us unattended. We feel alone at times, but we are never unattended. We are never unaccounted for. So Apostle Paul, he wrote this whenever he was imprisoned in Rome. And this is just one of the epistles that he wrote while he was in prison. But I'm here to tell you, women of God, that even though his flesh was limited to where he was in prison, his spirit, who he was in God, was still alive and active. So you may be stuck in a financial hardship but God is still able to do it. You may be stuck in a bad relationship, but God is still able to move in that relationship even though you feel like your flesh can't move. The Spirit of God will move you in that relationship. Amen? He will move things. He will change things in that relationship. His writing to us is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it carries the anointing of Jesus Christ. So look at somebody and say, you are not restricted because of your circumstance. Do you believe it? Turn to somebody else and say, you are not restricted because of your circumstance. Paul says he is able, but it's according to the power that works in you. So my question is, what kind of power is working in you? Because he is able, but he's not going to be able if you're not allowing him to come into your life and have power in your situation. Spiritual warfare calls us to higher calling in Christ Jesus. It's not just taking care of kids and working and making sure our husbands are okay, but it's making sure that we are where we need to be in the will of God each and every day. We do never want to be out of the will of God because so many of our focus, because we are nurturers, we are caregivers, is we want to please people. We want to take care of people. We want to make sure they take care, you know, we take care of them, but then we stop taking care of ourselves. I know what that's like. I've gained some weight because I was so busy taking care of everybody else, I stopped taking care of myself. Somebody in here has stopped taking care of yourself. And it's not going to get you anywhere. God wants you and needs you to be operational. And that is faith. That is faith. And you know what? I'm not limited by the weight that I gained. I'm not in restriction. I'm not constrained. But guess what? I don't like it. So guess what? I'm going to change it. Right? So we have to have the, make the decision to change the things that we don't like or want in our lives. And that is only done by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our own strength. It is only by the power of God that is working in you, women of God. You are women of God. You are not an ordinary woman. You are peculiar. You are different. You are supposed to be, to make a change. 
Anything that does not, anything that makes a change does not stay in the same situation. You see a difference. That is whenever we can live in the overflow. So I know that tonight was ordained by God because Jeremy says, before I formed thee, I knew thee. He knew you. You were meant to be here tonight. You were meant to receive a word on tonight. You were meant to be prayed for on tonight. You were meant to praise him and to lift your hands and worship and to open your heart and receive after all the long week that you had. God will do for us not only more than we ask or think in prayer, but also even more than our imagination can perceive. There must be absolutely no restrictions in your life, though. Look at somebody and say, you must believe that if God said it, he'll do it. Not living in doubt. You know what? A lot of women today, they start out strong and they give up. How many of you have given up? And be honest. The Holy Spirit knows. Yes, you come to church every Wednesday and Sunday like it's an addiction, like it's a drug addiction. You get high off the feeling, but then you go out and you leave and you don't change. Nothing changes. Everything stays the same. It's because you're not applying the principles. It's because you're not praying. You're not praising every day. You're not believing in his word every day. You're allowing the world to have you doubt because they're not receiving it. It's not for them to receive the ones that are not saved, but we are saved. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And as soon as they say yes to Jesus and they are saved, then now they have the Holy Spirit helping them. They are joint heirs with Jesus. They are allowed to get the blessings, all the blessings of heaven, of God. They're able to get a key that unlocks the mystery of the kingdom. It's not just about salvation, women of God. It's about becoming everything that God said that he wanted you to be. Every day you must feed your faith like a newborn baby. I thought about this the other night. I woke up. Oh, my God. And I, it was a scripture. Faith without works is dead. And I thought of a baby. I mean, immediately as I woke up, I said, thank you, God, because I just saw a baby. And let's name her Faith. The more we feed Faith, the more she's going to grow. The more she's going to grow tall and strong and be able to talk and be able to walk and be able to teach and be able to do all these things. But if you don't feed Faith, she's never going to grow. So you have to start feeding what God has put in you to be able to grow and then birth it out of you and be able to do what thus saith the Lord. However that looks, ladies, it's going to be different. Not everybody is meant to come up on a stage. There are some women that are going to be Esthers, right? They're going to soak for a season. Then they're going to be able to speak for a season. They're going to be able to rule for a season. Come on. Then we have Mary who birthed Jesus. Come on now. She had no idea but she believed she had no idea what she was going to have on the inside of her she had no idea what the holy spirit had planned for her but look what the lord has done i feel like there there's people there's women in here who go to bed and wonder what their purpose is they go to bed feeling 
Like, is this all that life is going to be? Is this all that is going to happen in my life? They go to bed with regret. They go to bed with grief. They go to bed thinking that nothing will ever change, that this is how it's going to be. But that's not the case. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell you, listen, I've given you grace. You have the gift of grace working on the inside of you, which now gives you the strength. It's the energy that keeps you going. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? So people are dying because they're not being fed. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. And with the temptation will also make a way of escape. There is nothing too hard for God. God spoke the earth into existence. God spoke his word. He spoke truth. The Holy Spirit moved, right? And then we were created. Women of God. How much power is really working in your life? What have you done with the word that God's given you? What have you done? How many victories have you had? And it doesn't have to be a lot, but what's that victory that you just can't get to? That requires more out of you. That is what God is saying, thank you, Lord, that it requires more out of you. That you cannot do the same thing over and over and over again and get the, you get the same result. In order to change, there must be a change, right? So we have been created to change atmospheres, not to conform to circumstances. Look at somebody and say, I am meant to change atmospheres. Oh, yeah, even the young ones. Oh, yeah, David was young. A lot of people look at at teenagers like God can't use them. Oh, but God will use them. God does use them. He helps them change schools. He helps them change the people that are on programs, praying programs, right, that are playing football, that are playing softball, that that. Beta club. I mean, there are things that God uses them for. We cannot leave out our children. We cannot leave out our children. And sometimes, women of God, it takes us just being quiet and listening to what's going on. We think we know everything because we're adults and we have went through things, but there are some children that are speaking out that just want us to listen to them. And not in a way of trying to talk back or anything, but in a way like they feel like there's a restraint on them because they cannot be honest with us and let us know how they really feel because they feel like they're going to get in trouble. That's for somebody. Even with women in here that are having trouble with their children, I've been there. I mean, when all hell breaks loose and you're like, God, what are you going to do about this? But there's someone in here that needs to know that you have to pray, you have to receive the word, and you have to live the word, and you are going to have to praise. You have to. You can't be silent. You cannot just go home and, and just you know, do whatever you do and then go to bed and then wake up in the morning and then go to work and then guess what? You're tired and then you cook dinner and then you go to bed again. No, you have to make time for prayer 
And I'm going to show you what can happen with these three things. Prayer, listening to the word, and praise. Everybody say prayer, prayer. Prophecy, prophecy, and praise. praise. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We know that his name is above every name. His name is above anxiety. His name is above depression. His name is above suicidal thoughts. His name is above schizophrenia. His name is above all disabilities. His name is above all diseases. Come on, somebody. His name is above every name, every situation, every enemy that has come in your life. He is above that. So you have to let him be above it. Whatever giants you are facing today, whatever enemies that you have around you, you must know that he is going to fill you with faith on tonight. And what I'm about to read to you, that is going to cause you to leave here ready to fight. Ready to walk out of here with the armor of God. Knowing that you already won, but see, we, we, we still fight in the spirit. But when God says something, it's going to happen. And then you don't have to lift a finger. He says, you do not have to fight this. The battle is not yours. Let's turn, let's turn to 2 Corinthians. Um, no, let's go to 2 Chronicles. I want to do that one in I'm going to do that one instead. Thank you, Lord. Second Chronicles 20. When you're there, say amen. So I want to tell you something. During the hard times, you must press and you must push. Press and push. Some of you have pressed your way here and pushed your way here, but you made it. You made it. So it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jeho Jehoshaphat to battle. Now Jehoshaphat was a king. Amen. He was a young king. And he had a relationship with God. I'm going to say that before I, I go into this. He had a relationship with God. He was one of the most successful kings. Why? Because he listened to what God said. He did what God said. Has any of you read this in the Bible? Okay. Then there came some that told him, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria, and behold, they be in Enjedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Number one, look at somebody and say, I must seek the Lord. When I have fear going on inside of me, I must, number one, seek the Lord. Women of God, seek the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now, a fasting will intensify, intensify you getting closer to God. God is calling you to fast, ladies. And maybe not just from food, but I'm talking about a fasting from different things. Things that are causing you to grow further away from God and not be intensified in spirit. 
And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So, say, they're all on one accord. Ladies, are you on one accord? And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? Are you not God in heaven? And rules not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? Don't you rule over every kingdom? And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? They are speaking to God directly, calling on the name of the Lord, praying to God, saying, this is how I'm feeling, but I am choosing to give it to you. Are you not our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary for thy name, saying, If when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction that thou will hear and help. Women of God, they gave it to God. They cried out for help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and not destroyed them not. So the people that we did not destroy are coming after us. What enemies are coming after you? What do you have surrounding you that you feel that God cannot fix? Prayer. Jesus, behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which you have given us to inherit. This is why God is saying that there's nothing that can keep you away from what he has for you but you. Not allowing him to work in your life. There are things that are on the inside of you, women of God, that are on the inside of us that is keeping us from believing that we still have it, even though everywhere around us looks like we don't. O oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us, neither know we what to do. But this is what it says. Our eyes are upon thee. My eyes are not on my husband. My eyes are not on the TV. My eyes are not on Facebook. My eyes are not on what people are saying to me. My eyes are on you, God. My eyes are on your word, God. My eyes are on your spirit, God. And all Judah stood before the Lord. I'm going somewhere with this. With their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. So what does that say? That the Spirit comes upon the prophet. Amen? And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah and your inhabitants of Jerusalem, 
And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. This is prophecy. Say, number two, this is prophecy. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Look at somebody and say, let go and let God. Come on, this battle is not yours, ladies. He says, let go and let God. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Now listen to me. I know this is long, but it's strong because God wanted you to hear this because there are some people in here that are stubborn, that are hard-headed, and that need to read this word, the need to know what happened in this story. So you shall not need to fight in this battle. Look at somebody and say, you don't need to fight. Stop. Stop it. You fight by prayer and prophecy and praise. You don't fight. Not with your flesh. Set yourself. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Somebody say, fear not. Nor be dismayed tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. This is prophecy, women of God. How many of you have prophecy over your head? Come on. All right, let's see what happens. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. That's the king. He humbled himself. So if he can do it, if Jesus can do it, women of God, we can do it. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. We must worship before we see the promise. This is when we start seeing praise happen. Whenever Josh was saying that earlier, when the woman of God was saying that earlier, I was thinking, oh my God. Because there are people in here that have not gotten their breakthrough because you're not willing to praise. And I... I know that's hard to hear, but God is wanting you to praise him in advance like it's already done. He's like, you know what? I need you to pray to me. I need you to worship to me. I need you to listen to my people whenever they tell you what to do. Whenever they give you direction, I need you to listen. I need you to do it by faith, and I need you just to go ahead and praise me. Now listen to what happened. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Oh, yeah, we can yell for our kids when they play ball, but we can't yell to our God, our Father. We can go to a concert and yell and scream, but we cannot praise our God. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. Oh, I love this part because he's given a charge to his people. That's what the man and the woman of God do. They charge you. They charge you to go forth. In the moment that you really need it the most, they give you the word. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Look at someone and say, believe your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Who in here wants to prosper? 
I mean really prosper. I mean with the overflowing power of God kind of prosper. We're about to see it. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. Women of God, we are singers that are to praise the beauty of holiness and righteousness. God needs us. He, he doesn't need us in the aspect of he can't do it without us. But I'm telling you, he wants to use us. Amen. As they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Forever, ladies. Praise changed everything. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. So you're telling me that all I have to do is just praise, and even before I get to the battle, God already has my enemies fighting against one another? For the children of Ammon and Moab stirred up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Your enemies, not people, spirits, wickedness in high places, principalities, and powers are going to end up being killed because of your praise. Your praise, ladies. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies, fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Every single one of their enemies had died. They killed one another. My God, there's somebody in here, I'm telling you, this is not your battle to fight. But it is your order to pray, to have faith, to receive this word, and to praise him. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, what did they find? They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. This is the overflowing power of God showing up in your life. You think you're praying for one thing. Women of God, something else completely is going to happen. You are not going to expect it, but you're going to walk right into it. Do you receive that word on tonight? Do you understand what the power of your praise has on your situation? Hallelujah. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley, for they were blessed the Lord. So they didn't stop blessing him because they got what they wanted. They continued to bless him. Amen. They continued to allow God to be worshipped, to be the, the head of their life, and not just worship him whenever everything was going good. They did it before, and they did it after you know what that makes? That makes for a woman of God who the enemy don't want to mess with. Because every time that he tries to get to you, he's not going to be able to. You know why? 
Because your praise is going, it's a weapon. So I'm here to encourage you to speak God's word, to pray, to prophesy, and to praise him. Amen. Everybody standing. God is a faithful God. The overflow is not for the weak of heart. We all have been called to more. We all have a purpose for more. And we are at this altar tonight because God wants to move in your life. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is power. There is salvation. There is deliverance. There is healing. Now, God wanted me to be able to speak into your hearts on tonight because there was a heavy weight. I felt it. There was a heavy weight. Even before I came in here, you felt constrained. And the word of the Lord says, do not live feeling like you are constrained because you can still receive all the promises, all the blessings of God, even though your situation don't look like it. So how about we go on one accord together in this place, praying for one another, believing for one another. What do you believe? What do you choose to speak? How do you choose to treat your children? How are we going to choose to treat the coworkers that don't like the fact that we're saved? How do we treat those that we pass by on the street? Those with addiction. I used to be there. I lived with sexual trauma. God healed me for that. He healed me from abuse. He healed me and delivered me from cocaine addiction. He saved me on the day that I tried to commit suicide. I was that girl that did not pray, that did not listen to prophecy, that did not praise my God. Even though I was a believer, I did not do what the word told me to do. But when I did, everything changed. Women of God, my whole situation changed. Now my mom is out of addiction. 45 years of addiction. She is clean. She is set free. She is whole. My brother that was in meth addiction is now serving God. A whole family has been saved because of one person that said, Jesus, come into my life. I believe your word. I choose to live your word. I choose to be set free. I want to make a difference. I don't want to feel like I have to live like this. And now, now he uses me to be able to speak his word. He uses me to be able to pray for others exactly what he's calling you to do. He uses me to be able to talk to people every day on the phone and say, no, 
you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna commit suicide because there's more for you. There's more for you. The devil is not gonna win. God has already won. Jesus won it on the cross. How many believers do we have in here? How many women of God want to go out there and make a difference? How many want to pray and worship and praise our God? How bad do you want it? That's the question. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to let go of? What insecurities are you going to lay down at the altar tonight? How many of you have people, family that you're praying for? I want to see you at the altar. Just you stepping up. I'm believing for a move of God. I am believing for a move of God. Healing. Deliverance. Freedom. Whatever the case may be. Faith. Faith. Women of God.